0: Welcome to the Flower Hour podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe and follow and look forward to the journey we will be going on.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: hello everyone you are joined for flower hour episode 23 i know it's been a while i've been gone for ages but i've been plotting planning predicting all the different things that i'm going to be doing with this podcast so i'm going to be moving it eventually over to zoom where i'm going to have so much more freedom people are going to be able to listen to the podcast outside of these time parameters that we have on instagram live but Most importantly, I hope you've all been well. I hope you're dealing with this next lockdown um, a little bit better. Country's in a little bit of a mad place. But I'm going to be joined today by James Appiah, a young Cambridge undergraduate student. And I'm just looking forward to having an amazing conversation with him. We're going to talk about politics, both of our movements, what we're doing in the world. So it's going to be something a little bit different. And then this will be my last Instagram live Podcast kind of thing. I'm going to be doing it more on Zoom. So you're going to be able to see both the faces at once and it's just going to be a better setup. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to send this through and hopefully we can get this show on the road. Let me get one. I need to charge my phone. One sec, I'm coming back. Let me just... James, one second. I'm, I'm literally just tra- trying to get my charger in my phone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, Bundy? The battery should last. If the battery doesn't last, I'll find out the hard way. <laughs> How have you been doing, man? It's been It's been ages since I last saw you. It has been ages. It's
3: almost been a year, actually.
0: It has, man. So listen, I introduced who I am, but I want you to introduce yourself to my audience and everyone that's going to be watching on my side and also your side. Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is James Appio. I'm
3: a first-year Cambridge student. I'm studying HSPS, which is, I would say, basically politics. Um, I'm the founder of um, the Elevation Network, which is a financial consultancy firm. Um, primarily for students, um, I'm also a founding partner, at a student investment fund uh, called Black Harry Partners, and I'm a national lead on a project called Prosper 100, which is to certify young people in different industries, just like a little summary and
0: what I do, um, but yeah. But well, listen, how are you finding life at Cambridge? Because I suppose whenever we think about certain institutions such as Cambridge and Oxford, we always think about them in one sense, so how are you dealing with it down there, what is it like?
3: um i think workload wise it's a lot and i think everyone would say that's a lot um currently we're in something called week five um so week five is where you kind of get bombarded with work so whether that be like essays whether that be lectures whether that be um supervisions um some people it's for for obviously for different subjects it's different things uh for the for the for the subjects i'm studying it's mostly essays that i'm kind of getting bombarded with but I'm, i'm handling it um the main thing is time management i think i don't think in terms of complexity of the work, their there. complexity is a big thing. Like trying to understand certain concepts, theories. Um, but I think for me, it's just time management. And I'm just trying to manage my time as much as I can um, to essentially get the work done and get them to the high
0: standard. And, and, and what's the social life like? Are you around a lot of um, other melanated individuals? How are you fitting in? What is it all like?
3: So I think for me personally, my social life is amazing. Like... Like i I love i am just I just love everyone here. Um different characters. Like you're saying there are many later people, there's some people like just people not colour just as amazing. Um everyone's quite cordial, um, uh, interesting characters as well, different backgrounds. So it's not like your definitive kind of you know, from being being a person of color, it's not that same kind of structure that I would have had probably back in London. But it's definitely um different classes or different classes of people, um, social classes and it's interesting. Um I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy networking. Um, I've been, I've been doing uh, quite a bit of that. Um, obviously, I've locked down and stuff, so it's harder. Um, it is. I, I can't, I can't try to imagine how it would have been last year. Um, but for this year, anyway, it's been, it's been interesting. I'm, I'm just enjoying. It. I don't think that's the case for everyone. Definitely not. I think some people find it quite hard to engage with people. Hmm. Um, but for me personally, it's been, it hasn't been, it hasn't been too hard.
0: Okay. Now, I think. I'm so happy to hear that uh, because whenever I look at your story, you always look like you're enjoying life and living your best life of some sorts, man. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. that makes you... Sorry, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say, I think that's what's important as well, just like enjoying yourself as well. Um, I feel people can get in the midst of just like, I'm focused, I'm focused, I'm focusing. I'm I'm even being quite critical because I am sometimes like that. Um, But I think I'm trying to learn the balance of just like sometimes going out um, just having a fun with your few friends. Um, yeah, just the, the kind of the normal stuff sometimes.
0: No, I can imagine. So taking away from the normal and the very easy stuff, yeah. I want to know, how do you feel about politics at the moment? Obviously, we've had the elections. We've had how the government has dealt with COVID. I would love for you to share your thoughts of me on everything that's happened politically.
3: Yes, yeah, so I would say, like, especially with American politics, I feel that's what's trending right now. I'm very indifferent to what's what's usually happening in politics um indifferent because i feel it doesn't i'm not, like i could be completely wrong but i feel like for me personally um whatever happens on the the government side whatever happens on you know on the on the social um it's never really like drastically changed my um or, yeah i mean i mean i might be ignorant too but it's never really personally anyway uh but if that's not the case for everybody for certain individuals i come to
0: realize that james hold yep. up my, ch- my phone is, is trying to tell me that it's about to die yeah oh Well, oh, i don't know why this keeps happening to my phone this my phone seems to go out of battery super quickly one second let me see if i can just get this in so then we can just carry on right please stay in am i in all right, perfect. Cool. Yes. You can hear me, yeah? Oh, it seems like it's paused. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Yeah, I can. All right, perfect. Sorry, as you were saying.
3: Yeah, so I'm saying I've always been kind of, I've been kind of distant into politics as much as I've been involved in it. Um, for some of the time, I'm 18, I'm 18. Yeah. yeah, I've always been different. But um, in terms of like looking at it from my perspective as someone that I see, see myself not too involved in it, um, as much as I am, I, mean, uh, I think it, it's divided. It's polarized, uh, very partisan. I feel like there's a lot of there's not enough discourse being done, or proper discourse, I should say. Um, I feel like a lot of it is a lot of it is passively violent, verb, verb, verbally violent anyway, um, and a lot of it is not constructive. Um, and people people look at politics in a way by they get involved in it when they need to get involved in it. So, you know, it's only until there's a presidential election before everyone feels like they want to get involved into politics. Kind of like when with football, when... and It's, it's only until the World Cup everyone decides to become a football fan. Or for Olympics, it's only until like, the Olympics, before everyone feels like they want to be an athlete or they want to be involved in athletics or they want to, like, see the athletic world. I feel that's the same thing with politics, but I don't think that's how politics should be. Um... Because I feel like, as an individual, politics is what, as much as I even say indifferent, it, it does shape our daily lives. Uh, yeah. And I feel when we subconsciously don't involve ourselves into politics, we are subconsciously given power to, you know, MPs, uh, representatives of states, senators if you live in America, this power to do what, to essentially do whatever they want. Um, yeah. And when a when government or state comes into crisis, then be able to do whatever they want about any accountability, about any sort of um about any voice from the people saying I mean I feel like we've seen it with in terms of like how Covid has been managed, we've seen it before with things like Brexit, we've seen it um even now with the election um, and we're going to continue to see in our politics as long as people remain or as long as people don't feel the need to be involved um and it's funny enough because I'm reading the work of um, Benjamin Constant who was a writer um, in the 19th century, um, a French writer. Um, and he talks about this. He talks about how people that are not involved in politics, um, the danger the danger of modern liberty or the danger of, you know, people not being involved in politics is the fact that they can give up, they, they subconsciously give up their power. Um, sometimes we're too invested into our private life, personal life, and what we do is that we, we take away ourselves from the community. We take away ourselves from what's actually going on in our world. And we've, we kind of, we've adapted that culture so much so that Sometimes an individual doesn't feel the need to get involved into politics or the need um, to express themselves um, in a political manner, manner. That could be by voting. They don't see the need in voting. They don't see the need in meeting up with their MPs, talking with their MPs, and things like you know, like the free school meal situation, stuff like that happens. And it, and then he has to take you know, he has to take someone like Marcus Rashford, or has to take someone with a bit of power before it can happen. When really and truly, the power should be with the people. Um, but yeah, that's why I think I stand in politics. I think people, more people, need to get involved in it. Number one, I think number two has become very is a bit is a bit of a verbal battle. So it's a, a bit of a Twitter kind of um, battle. And I don't think that's constructive. Um, that's why if you see my Instagrams, you know I have those debates because I feel like that's kind of is it's civic engagement in a different way. Um, but yeah, someone said everything's political. I do agree with that to an extent. Um, I think everything things have a political element. I don't think everything's Overtly political, but that's a
0: different conversation. I, I think everything is inherently political, whether it's in overtly political. I think is a whole another one. But I think you said a good point. You said that people don't support England or they don't support the United Kingdom when it comes until it comes to like football and the Olympics. And I suppose people always argue you should be on the right side of history, but I think some people want to be on the right side of moments. And I think you could see that in terms of like Black Lives Matter, where people jumped on the movement for the moment but when it ended when attraction had died out people were no longer into it and I wrote a recent article on how I felt like Black History Month was super underwhelming because I felt like there was a racial collective fatigue that happened on earlier in the year I think all the conversation you had about race was earlier on in the year so I want to ask how do you feel especially with Black History Month just have gone and also the Black Lives Matter movement as an organization and also as a concept? Um, so we are
3: answered Someone said that corporate influence over politics is the main reason why people are not engaged in politics. Um, I agree, but I don't think that should be an excuse for people not to get involved, 100%. I hope I said that the right way. Um, I feel like that's that's entirely true. Um, someone said, what school did I go to? I went to the school go in Bonaventures. It's in East London. It's a great school. Um, and yeah, so answering your question in terms of racial fatigue, um, Black Lives Matter, um, and the, the, kind of the whole thing surrounding that. I feel like um I talk about I took it's kind of like a theory I created, but it's probably like some writer or thinker that's a reality theory. Um and I call it yeah. it's, it's, it's something I just came up with, it's called motions. And what happens is I feel like with with our world we have motions whereby, you know, there's something that's popular trending. That could that could even be a celebrity dying to like Kobe, Chadwick. Or it could be a big event, Black Lives Matter. Um, or it could be a political event like the U.S. presidential election. Or it could be something like um, the Olympics. And what happens is you get people invested into, into this thing, um, whether that's by viewing, whether that's by voting, whether that's by engaging. There's always a way that they try to get engaged with it. And I feel like it happens and it, it, there's a hype around it. And it, it goes away. Um, so, for example, it's funny, shout out to Professor Elijah, he's on here. I spoke to him about how um every four years when it's a presidential election you get a lot of christians using the time to manipulate their the, their audiences and scenery um some christians I anyway mean, not all christians to try to gain a bigger following by trying to like predict stuff or trying to like associate stuff or touch stuff with jesus and god um, or more attach politician names and um, people with certain like political ideologies and stuff and i don't i don't think that's entirely right um and we get that because of the motion we get, it's it's gonna pass like after this election after we are because um, you know, the ideas of recount and the fact that Trump can still be president. So, after inauguration, we're going to see his president. There's going to be the, that moment where it's like, what are they going to do with the policy? And people are going to, for, people, generally, people are going to forget about the US president for a while until he does something big or crazy. Um, and then we're going to move on to something else. This year has been COVID throughout because of lockdown. <laughs> this has been COVID throughout. Um, it's been COVID because of what's happening. Um, but it's going to get to a point where people forget. I think that's what Black Lives Matter was. It was a motion for everybody. And I think, um, very controversial person, but Candace always talks about this as well. She talks about how every mm. presidential president, it rises again, Black Lives Matter rises again. A black men is murdered by black yeah. men. Um, last name was Fila, um, um Castro.
0: Yeah. yeah, Castile.
3: Yeah. That was the last few years. And, he, and she, she predicts that next four years is going to happen again. So I think it's Black Lives Matter was a motion. For the slogan of Black Lives Matter, I definitely stand by it. For the whole movement mm. itself, I think it's controversial in itself. Um, and I'm like, I'm not going to speak on it politically because, you know, people have confused on the whole thing. Um, but, like, something like as much as I think it was, a, it was part of the emotion, the way I see everything else as emotion. Um, and especially with me, like, I'm a Christian, so, like, I feel like a lot of things is, like, you can even see, it, when you read the Bible, you can even see these things happening in the Bible as so well. It's like, there are certain points, there are certain pinpoints where things happen. People get involved and people just disengage after a while. Um, and I think that's what, that's what Black Lives Matter it was. It wasn't, entrenched. Talking about the social injustices that people face, or the racial injustices that people face, it wasn't in, it wasn't embedded thinking about why a black person enters a space and they feel uncomfortable, they feel accommodated, they feel alienated. It wasn't those things weren't spoken of. Those things th- there were Instagram lives on it, people debated on it, but it wasn't it wasn't the main part of the conversation. The main part of the conversation was let's put a black square, or it was you know I I stand by black people or you know i think black lives matter like the slogan became the slogan became almost as a, it became an idol i think i think the slogan became an idol and i don't i don't think that was the i don't think that should have been the main cause um of the whole movie because yes we, we like everyone it's almost like everyone everyone knows that black lives matter that's not what i don't think that's even what we're trying to even i don't think that's the real issue i think the real issue is about spaces and how we feel in certain spaces and how we feel by society. Because when someone's racist to somebody, sometimes you know there's overt racism, there's covert racism. So there's a racism that's like literally like someone saying N word, for example, and there's racism by which someone has a prejudice or a view of a black person that you know they've probably they've probably been inherited. They've kind of it's been a family thing that, or it's been something that they've learned from school. It's something that it's just a general prejudice. Let me just put it like that. And I think if somebody. For somebody to unlearn that, or for somebody to understand that, it takes a lot. Of pro, it takes a lot of processing. It takes a lot. It takes. I mean, protests and stuff are good, but I think there's other stuff that can be done. I don't have the solutions for it. Don't don't ask. Who, like, what else can be done? But I feel like there's other ways um, that people could look at race rather than it being a motion whereby like, people post black squares. Um, I didn't post one personally. I remember people asking me why you're not posting. It? Do you not care about black lives and stuff? And I was like, if you think that me um, posting a square like equates to Black lives and I was like, oh, that's that's questionable. I'm not saying that people that did post a square don't care about black because I know people that did, and they, they do so much for like racial justice and stuff. So I know it's not that's not what I'm saying at all, but I feel like people that, um, people that did, there's there's a large amount of people that did that feel like on a day to day basis, it doesn't affect them. Number one, and number two, to just they don't care, it's just, just a trend, just emotions, you know, we'll get by it. And then now it's like US presidential election. Everyone seems to care now all of a sudden about what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden did in the Middle East. But when it was actually happening, no one was questioning them about it. And I think it's just another thing that's happening now. The same way, like, I don't know if you heard today in the news that um, Wales have...
0: Scotland. Um, are, are you talking about banning the smacking?
3: No, 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 cancelling the exams. 20,
0: oh, I the, saw Wales. Yeah, they cancelled the GCSEs, canceled.
3: right? And I feel like it's another thing that's like, I think, see, that was even a big thing at one point, affecting me personally, where exams were cancelled and you had like an uproar of students and now all of a sudden, everyone cares about student affairs. Well, I'm talking about older people anyway, they care about student affairs, you know? Students, um, and then like, everyone's kind of like, oh, this shows that we live in a classic system, blah blah, 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 And then, you know, that happens and then now that's that's gone. Like, no one cares about students now that it, like, what's happening to them during this period of time. Um, so I think like I'm talking about it's emotion. thing so if you ask me literally because I feel like I've waffled on for quite a bit if you ask me black lives matter what I think of it I think it was a big motion and I feel like it's a motion that pops up every now and again <laughs> almost like the Olympics and I'm being very beauty on this and I feel like it will pop up again at some point but for now like you're saying it's not really catching on another example SARS as well Nigeria that was another motion that we saw you know everyone posting SARS SARS and you saw the red flag with the blood on it does anyone know what's happening right now in Nigeria, if I start to um, So I feel like, yeah, emotions. Um, that's my answer to
0: me. I think what's really interesting is you you drew on a lot of points. And I think, as you said, you know, by your own theory, whether or not someone else has it out there, emotions. And I think black squares are almost like a badge of approval to say that I care about Black Lives Matter. And then, as you said, with SARS, when people put stuff on their story, they felt like they were doing something. And then you have, you know, with Wales banning the GCSEs, and you had Manchester, the University of Manchester, the other week, putting students in the fences. So it just feels like there's a political theme park going on right now where people are being dragged from left, right, centre, and people don't really know what's happening. So, for example, my focus, I just wrote something on Scotland banning the smacking of children because some people believe it's an infringement into the family home. I just feel like everything's happening at a moment now where, as I said, there's a political collective fatigue. There's a race fatigue. There's a class fatigue. And as you rightly said, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, no one spoke about how Joe Biden voted for um, pro-segregated schools back in the 70s. No one spoke about how Biden supported, well, he signed off the 1994 criminal federal bill. No one else spoke about how he said black people aren't black if they don't vote for him. People change the narrative as it suits them. And I suppose what the political tide or the current takes them. So I, I guess in accordance, I'm I'm agreeing with you. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think it's almost because a lot of uh, the thing I get along now is like, James, you've, you've spoken about the problem. How do you solve it? I don't think you need solving it, to be honest. I think people just need to apply themselves at, a, at the right moment. If the time comes, if the political tide comes, it's almost like, ooh, here we go again. Now we're talking about this. You just need to think to yourself, how can I apply myself in the way by, I'm not just being performative, I'm not just being tokenistic, but rather I'm actually engaged in the conversation and I'm trying to patch up how, because that, what what was the political motions and tides we're talking about, it's it's just how our politics works. There's nothing we can do, there's nothing no one can ever change about that. That's how it's going to be forever. It's been like that in history. Things come up, like, I was even reading about the French Revolution today, and the French Revolution, even back then, so many things were happening. Kings and queens were dying, peasants were revolting. And it, you see that now in different, different ways. You know, you get people protesting out in the streets for Trump not winning, the, them demanding a the recount. So there's always going to be, like, that kind of um, power shift because, because of the way our society sets up, essentially. I think what people need to do is people need to see, okay, where do I stand, number one? And number two, how can I apply myself into these situations? Am I just going to be a silent watcher and just be apathetic and just literally not engage? You can do that happily. You can do that. But then how is that, how is that going to benefit you and your generations to come? You have to think about that as well um so i think for me personally even me i'm still learning how am i going to apply myself is it just am i just going to keep posting on instagram every single day how, how does that even solve anything for how long or is there a thing where like i'm actually going to try to like you know get a degree see where i end up in social policy and actually try to make actual changes and i feel like i'm trying to put myself on that journey to be able to do that not everyone has to do that not everyone has to like want to end up in social policy or want to change politics in some certain way but i think that's what i'm saying applying yourself that's up to you to decide where you want to apply yourself and how you want to apply yourself. And I feel like it's for different groups. So, for example, I'm a Christian, so like we have to even talk about how do Christians apply themselves in these situations. Like, where, where can we preach the gospel? Where do we get a chance to talk about Jesus in these situations? Um, as a person of color as well, you we have to think, how can I bring how can I bring increased representation in this political tide? If, let's say, for example, it's um, I don't know. If, let example, the tide is students. How can I maybe talk about students of color, young black men um, from where I'm from that are literally struggling um, just to like engage with the academic system because of how much it's, it's almost designed in a way. It's not, designed to, it's not designed in an appetizing way for them. So I need, there's different things I need to discuss and be talking about. I just need to think, how do I plan myself? Um, but yeah.
0: And I think, I said this to someone else the other day. I said, when we ask for representation in certain spaces, are we asking to meet the quotas or are we asking to put people there who actually care and I say this for example um I was talking about one of my other fellow friends we were talking about this so Kamala Harris and if you compared her for example to Pretty Patel they're both black um sorry black so Kamala Harris black and Asian then you've got Pretty Patel who's Asian um and so on so people are not just happy when it's someone of color who's in the place but they almost have to represent a certain ideological outlook for them to be able to be happy that they're represented in that space. How do you feel when we have representation there in some aspects, but perhaps they don't follow the same ideological outlook that we have in politics?
3: It's so funny enough, because I feel like I
0: play I play that representation game a lot. So
3: like when to so like everyone everyone knows I'm a I'm a little bit of a fan for Obama and everyone Kind of talks about how much of a not a great president he was, or how much of an average, or other than my think he was um, but, but for him, it's more of the I, I, for me, one thing I admire is journeys. I don't just admire the people, I admire journey, And I feel like Joe Biden's had a journey. I feel like Obama had a journey. And if you read their stories, you realize they did have a journey. That's why I admire them, rather than, you know, them, like, what they look like, or how old they are. Because I feel like a lot of American politics is how you look, how old you are, um, your gender type of thing um so i had my journey that's one thing i would say um but you're saying with the representation um so like in here it says representation without meaningless, without meaningless changes and policies, is pointless and he said obama's presidency is a prime example of this um i feel like for people so like for everyday people that like you know they were reposting kamala Harris saying amazing she's the best vice president i think for me if you ask me i think that should be acknowledged i mean it's a it's a it's a great feat but i think the conversation after that should be okay what, what what are we doing now like what's actually going to happen with our policies that's what i think anyway i think we need to we need to actually well some people ask us as if like we should we shouldn't really um care if like if okay let's let me give you like a like a clear example let's say we had um the first person of color as the uk prime minister some people give a response of whereby we should we should even like acknowledge that fact and we should just try to look at their policies. And if their policies are good, then you should acknowledge them for their policies. No, 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 no. Like, the fact that they're the first person of color to become um, a prime minister in the UK, that's, that's a big achievement. I think as much as you need to acknowledge that, then we can acknowledge the policies as well. So I think it's a balance, having the right balance. You shouldn't just focus on the fact that, you know, they're a person of color, but also look at their policies. Um, so we have, Obama tricked people into thinking he would make radical change when he actually was just another known
0: politician I might
3: disagree
0: with that. I, I think they're right. Obama was the classic example of a good looking guy with a fantastic voice that belonged in Hollywood, not in politics. I think he inspired I think he almost became synonymous with like a black Jesus for so much of the community, very similar to how Meghan Markle became like the pariah for black women to say they feel like they were represented in monarchy in the monarchy yet. Yeah. Meghan Markle said herself, she's not black, she um, identifies as mixed race. And I think you're right, we can admire the journey, but in admiring the journey, I feel like we get lost in the semantics and the beautiful pictures that they paint of how hard their struggle was to get there. But when you look on paper, Obama didn't do as much as perhaps was promised. And I think, again, that's something that has a whole nother conversation. And I think when we think about, pardon? No, I'm agreeing that, like, that's another conversation, yeah. And then I, I think when you also think about the next UK prime minister, more than likely it'll be Mr. Sunak, more so than anything else. Um, and then I think black people might then turn around and say, we haven't had someone who's black to represent our country. So identity politics is dangerous. Um, Sean, sure, what could he have done differently? And in your answer, take into consideration the way the American system works. No, I, Jeff, I, Jeff, I, Jeff jeffrey i absolutely i think so jeffrey went to my union i absolutely agree with you jeffrey i don't hold people to really high hopes i do what i can do within my own community i think that's the thing that is the most important compared to anything else but when are we going to stop being caught in politics of hope and politics of actual change are you reading the question on the screen yeah
3: yeah sorry sorry when you speak about your admiration for their journey does that translate to an admiration for their policy as well well for me personally okay this is me personally i think it's exclusive and it's only because um it's exclusive yeah it's, it's exclusive because it's exclusive because i feel like i'm around people a lot of the time that struggle um as much as I'm around like, people that are like, doing well, I'm around people that struggle as well. And like, I know how hard it is to break into certain spaces. I know how hard it is to like, find yourself at the top. So when you do do that, I feel like some sort of admiration needs to happen. Otherwise, we're going to get to a point where we're just too bogged down on the politics rather than... I feel like politics is more than that, if that makes sense. Politics is more than policy. You can't, you can't reduce politics to just policy. Otherwise, we'll call it policy and not politics. Um, but yeah, that's my answer to that.
0: Did you, did you hear the question that I'd asked you? I said, when are we going to fall? When are we no longer going to see politics as just something that's hopeful and something that's going to actually bring about some change? Because as I said, I feel like people get lost in the idea of hope compared to actual change. Um,
3: I think that that's down to... Um, a change in the way we view politics I think politics I think for, for many people politics is news and politics is social media and politics is um, Obama giving a great speech or Theresa May crying on the day she's about to leave office I think that's politics for some people I think politics is much with that politics is a, it's a it's an internal game that is actually for people is not They, they politics tries to not engage your everyday person it's, it's almost it's like it's almost like finance you know like investing in stuff it's, it's just in anything in general has been created in a way that, that the average person is not meant to be involved in. so how we, how do they do is they bring they bring in systems they bring in words that you don't understand they bring in you know you have to, you have to do something to achieve like for example to be a politician you need to go to you need to go to education you need to you know start you need to, you need to have an education so you need to go to university arguably. you need to like there's so many things you have to do to get into these spaces and that's done so that the average person just walking around that doesn't care about anything, doesn't get involved, that doesn't have a space or doesn't have an influence, essentially. And I think for what, what we need for the politics of hope to stop, or, and I, I don't think, does it need to stop? I, I think that's another question. But I think if you want, want to argue and say, like, if you wanted to stop, um, I think the way we need it to stop is by everybody or by each individual taking upon themselves to educate themselves in some sort of certain way. And that's outside of news. That's actually taking the time to look at manifestos. Because I think that's something big. When I ask people, okay, tell me the manifesto. There's question marks all around. Complete question marks. And it's even more than manifestos is, okay, what were the previous manifestos? What are the manifestos now? And what are the possible manifestos? Am I making sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense.
3: As in people need to get... It's more than... Because I feel like... If, I can watch the news today and tell you everything that happened in the news. But I think it's, and I think my, my friend Tony talks about this. It's a mental order thinking thing. It's rather than, okay, we've read the news now. What does this affect this community? How does it affect this individual? How does it affect this person, this class? How does it affect my community? How does it affect the environment? How does it affect this person's thing? Like, there's so many things to it. And if you really want to educate yourself and that's that's up to you. That's your personal choice whether to do that or not. But that will stop you being hopeful. That will stop you that's someone saying am American, how the American system works. If you understood how the American system would work, you'd be able to predict how... You'd be able to somewhat predict how Obama would have moved in his, um, in his, in his time of office. You'd be able to predict it somewhat, to some degree, you'd be able to. If you, if you thoroughly knew how the um, system works, if you knew Obama, if you've read his books, if you followed him for years, you will know that. But that takes a lot of effort. That's why I think that the politics of hope is almost like a... It's almost like a little souvenir to, to kind of cover up the hard work that needs to be done to actually get into politics to understand the the mechanics of politics.
0: Um, so, then this, make... so then do you not think politics is the word that we should use instead of politics?
3: What, what does politics mean? So it,
0: it, it's a minefield. It's various different tricks into politics. As you said, you have to go through these stepping stones just even to find yourself in that space and then in a few comments back, you spoke about how do people of colour feel in those very spaces? So, you know, people feel like when they take up those spaces, there's things such as imposter syndrome and so much more. And that leads me to ask you, have you ever felt like you've suffered from imposter syndrome?
3: No. No, and no, 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 and yes. Um, There's a question I've been asked before, and I said no because... I'm just, me personally, I'm just, I think I'm I'm quite confident, arguably, well, I think I'm confident, some of might say I'm not confident, um, but I think I'm confident. And I think if you have a level, and that's funny enough, i was speaking to my, uh, to my mentor, Andre, I've almost, I almost said friend, my mentor, um, Andre, um, just before, and he was talking about how like, he never felt, like he never, it's, until now anyway, he never, he never like thought about race we never like and it was never because he he never like it was it was almost like situational privilege as people call it and i think that's been my story as well um it wasn't until university where i started to realize like class race divisions what that kind of thing and it's only it's only, until certain, it's only until you get to someone like university where there's so many people that you start to understand your privilege um like people there's some i'm not even going to say particularly but there's people that are suffering with some certain issues domestic issues racial issues that you wouldn't or I wouldn't personally face. Um, and focusing on the question of impostor syndrome, because I think I've diverged from the question. Um, there, there was only once where I thought impostor but It was more of like academic. It was more like I didn't feel like I was smart enough, rather than I didn't feel like I was meant to be in the space. I felt like I was meant to be here, but I just felt like um, all my right, days. Everyone here is like super smart, and it's, it was funny enough. it was on my um, I was on my internship at Rothschild, and I think if I think if Tammy's on the call, he was there. Like everyone there was like super smart. I was like one of the youngest people in the room because it was the year 12 the year 13 program. I was part of the year 12 batch. And obviously the year 13s were obviously like speaking a lot, um, doing a lot of the presentations, um, doing a lot of like the networking and stuff. And then you were just watch, I was just watching um, and thinking, oh no, I'm a bit behind you. Um, and obviously that, that, to me, it wasn't even a positive gym. It was more like just feeling,
2: I'm
3: not, I'm, I'm maybe not smart enough. And what did I do? I just, it just made me go and read about finance. It made me just go and, you know, it actually made me kind of, it almost made me start like, kicked off my LinkedIn thing. Um, so, I think it kind of even motivating me from there. But that's not a story for everybody. Some people literally feel imposter syndrome and then it, it, it leads to like mental problems, like depression, anxiety, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try to answer some of the questions in here because there's quite a bit.
0: I was literally about to ask people to throw questions in the question box because yes. it just makes it a little bit easier. Yes, coming in. Um, Obama's
3: story and intelligence is admirable. Yes, I totally agree. But policy is more important than personality. Fair enough. Starting, um, start educating the young people about politics. Yeah, how do you start getting into politics? Um, it's a lot of questions actually. Um, why do you both think about? What do you both think about personality cults? I actually don't know what that is. Um, Anything? I haven't had um, gente-
0: It's, it's, it's personality cults. So where people admire a certain leader based on their personality traits. And they typically might have a, a certain objective and a goal that they acquire by get ma- having masses of followers and people to come together.
3: I think that's, so. Like that's. I, I don't think he, I don't I don't think he can be a politician, or, or I don't think you can be a prominent I should say politician without having an element of that.
0: Absolutely, I believe. Well, as I I think politics nowadays is a very much <laughs> about personality.
3: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, guaranteed. Like, Trump. Trump is a big personality. Trump has a big personality. Boris has a big personality. Um, like, I think every politician... I don't... It's AOC, for example, has a big personality. Um, yeah. I, don't, I think it's very hard to find a politician without a personality. And even if you do find one, I don't think there'll be... I don't think there'll be a big name. Um, like, even someone might disagree and say she's a maiden of personality, but I think she did um but yeah another question um, i need to answer that. how do you start getting into politics because I, I, I speak about it a lot um you're born to you're born to be their king amen um listen people think listen people think presidents clip their fingers and policy comes into place all change real change must usually come from people lower down citizens through mass organizations absolutely yeah and i think yeah You talks about finance do you think the banks should have been bailed down 2008 Whoa, that's a different conversation. I'm not going to get involved with that. I'm not going to get involved with that. Uh, I think okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, answer this because I want to keep it to like politics and contemporary stuff. Whatever. James,
0: give me yeah. a quick answer. Do you think the bank should have been bailed out in 2008? Yes or no? I don't know. Okay.
3: Um. Start educating the young people. What was the other question? How do you start? Okay. So for me personally, um. The way it started was I was the person that like I'm a very much visual person, so I remember like I can literally remember watching Tony Blair, George Bush, David Cameron, Nick Clegg, Gordon Brown, um, Obama, like all these people when I was young. Like these these are the people that kind of like I'll literally come home from school and these are the people I'm watching on TV every single day. I'll see them on yeah. the news every like this is and the thing and this is probably because of my dad. My dad is one of those dads that like watch news all the time. So i'll be seeing these people like every single day um obviously like i was watching football and stuff but it was mainly it was mainly this politics was mainly the thing that i was watching like every single day it was mainly the it was mainly the thing i was seeing on the news every single day and then you know you hear about that like, they would be debating question time would come on they'll be arguing but it was all it was all quite fascinating to me fascinating to me um and i think that's what people it's fascinating politics is fascinating to some people it's just fascinating uh, but I thought to myself, how can I get involved or be more involved in that? And I think it wasn't until we were 12 that I got the opportunity to get involved. And it was simple stuff as like the charit most most charities are political. You don't realize it, but most charities are political. They're social campaigns. Getting involved with those is a good way to start. Just emailing your MP for conversation is a good way to start. Maybe even arguing on Twitter of somebody is a good way to start as well to get involved in politics. Like it's 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 a, it's, it's a weird stepping stone, but I would have never said this 10 years ago. But literally going on Twitter following a few controversial people um and just engage in conversation or just even if you don't again just read it through the conversation like one person i follow um another controversial person is tom harwood like i follow him he's a, he's a, he's a big tory um not, not that i'm a big tory or anything but i follow him because every time he gives i think he gives very interesting analysis for every situation um so i follow him like i read some of his stuff stuff like that. Like, Owen jones is another interest person big lefty um some of the stuff that he talks about as well, very interesting. He's, he's about to start his own news channel. Very interesting to me. Very very interesting to me. Owen Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> like, like, Owen Jones, he's so biased. But I've read his books, and I think his books are incredibly interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm
3: saying. It's just someone's asking how do you get started, and this is how you get started. is like, these political figures are there, and they're there not just for the... Sometimes they're not there for the edu- entertainment. They're there for the educating, because they can literally educate you on um on issue but i think the only thing of take everything picture of so don't take whatever they say as gospel because it's definitely not they make mistakes they're sometimes wrong they make wrong predictions. just mm-hmm. listen to them just read, read what they're saying i remember there was a time where i was listening to candace owens another controversial person but they should listen to her some of the some of the arguments she made dr Umo as well you know take, take a listen to him I understand what he's saying you know think uh, he was talking about like the academic holocaust and eugenics and like there's just so many people out there you can just start engaging with and in terms of, like, local politics and stuff, that's up to your area and what they're doing. Your MYP, So, Cable Deji here is MYP, a, a member of Youth Parliament. Um, I was on the Youth Parliament Committee as well. And I got involved by that because I was doing a knife campaign. And then that knife campaign led me to get into the Youth Parliament Committee. Um, and for that as well, that even broadened my horizon something like that political network because I started to actually meet MPs. You know, to actually do, I was actually doing the politics. Like we're creating recommendations for how we can, um, you know, Change the scenery or change the outlook of life crime. And if you want to ask me if that, worked, if that was effective or not, I, I really can't give you a solid answer. But one thing I can say, and I can definitely say with my whole heart, is that it definitely, for me personally anyway, and maybe for the people that were watching us during that period of time, because I know we, had a, we have a few following, it was interesting to see how people are like Because sometimes we, we do our posts and stuff, and we had people saying that, oh, this is stupid, this is nonsense. And you have people that are like, oh, this is really great, I'm going to get involved. Um, so that's why I started getting my politics. It's different things. Engage Engaging political figures through social media. Get involved with your MP. Get involved with what your community is doing, your social. Um, so, like, for example, one thing, I remember is even I might even be posted because of this. Um, I was talking about, like, MPs. Like, not everyone knows who the MPs are. Get to, just try to get to know the MPs. At least, like, just a minimum. Just try to know his name, at least, or what his age. Um, and then try to email him. Just keep dropping to him. He might not answer. Like, I did work this way for both of my MPs. Um, and all that I did was literally constituent letters responding to constituent letters. And that even opened to you. everything that you do opens your mind, it opens my eye to see that. Not everyone's privileged or not everyone's living a comfortable life. Because if you read constituent letters, you'll see people in the UK, not everyone in the UK is living a comfortable life. Um like literally most of the letters are on homelessness, water not working, run down houses, and I was literally I had to think of responses to them, how the MP would get back to them. Something like MP surgeries or you know, sometimes you see those little posters about my MP's doing my MP's doing that joining instagram live like this is a good way to restart quality as well so there's so many things i think i can't i like to put into numbers but i think i've said so much
0: um
3: but yeah i think i'm gonna try to listen
0: i have one question i have two questions actually james in the question box i'm gonna put this question up do you think that people often forget the power they have democracy comes from greek demos people kratos rule I'm,
3: I'm not going to... Um, the only reason I'm not going like, to extend my answer on this because I think it's very simple. I think people do forget the power they have, and I think it's a as that I don't... Like, I don't think it's like... I can't really say anything else. I think
0: people forget the power they have, yeah. But then why do you think people forget the power that they have?
3: Why do I think
0: that? Yeah, why do you think? I want your personal opinion. Um, I think you spoke about earlier about like,
3: corporate, corporate influence... Um, I think I spoke about before the systems. Um, so, the system tries to make it look like you're not smart enough, you're not good enough. Like, I always tell people I'm not, I'm not that smart as I look. Like, I might speak or articulate myself like I'm smart. I'm not that smart. Relative to other people, in anyway, Cambridge, you would truly see people that are smart and mm-hmm. academic. Um, but, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's how the system portrays and how like, it, it tries to disenfranchise people um, from getting involved. not not in a sinister way but just in a way by it's easier for the people that are in the space to maneuver without accountability to maneuver without um you know having every single individual try to get involved because i feel like there's a sense of politics whereby it needs to be for the elite quote unquote um and i feel people i feel like every single politician has tried especially if you become a politician you're thinking oh this is really cool like how do i like stay in this kind of circle and you do stuff subconsciously that would make you kind of stay in this little bubble. Um and I think that's why people don't realize that the power they have. So for example, on 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 media they will put out these how many votes there were. And you're thinking these hundred thousand votes, you know, you seventy four million people voted for Joe Biden, seventy one million people voted for Trump. I could be completely wrong with the numbers. Something like that. Um then you're thinking, why does my vote count? Then you just then you're already questioning your power. Then you're like well, I'm not going to vote. It's not going to make a difference. You know, that's how we start questioning our power. I think there's so many other systems that make us think, you know, like for example, someone might be trying hard. Um, I know there are a lot of like social activists here. Someone might be trying hard for, let's say in America, someone might be trying hard for the Paris Agreement to have been sustained. Donald Trump pulls out the Paris Agreement. You're thinking, oh, I, have, I have no power there. That, it. doesn't mean that. It just, it just means that the power dynamic right now is a lot with the political elite, it's, its it's heavy it's heavy with the establishment we just need to every day find a cause or if you if you want to anyway find the cause of how can I as a person display my power and you'll be and as you do that you'll be like ask um i think you, i think you should come with this live off us because he can he's a good example of someone I feel like he's tried every single day or maybe every single day but he's tried to like you know have some sort of political change and he's taken it to spaces like he's spoken in the House of Commons before that's amazing um I feel like you can do it as a personal person you can do your stuff in your own way it doesn't have to be on the public it doesn't have to be on a so on a popular level it could even be something very small in your own little community in your own region um and you all and i believe anyway you will be given the space or you you will be acknowledged there'll be a time where you become acknowledged even if it's after you die as long as you realize the power you have but yeah just to answer the questions that's what i mean i don't want to like go around but just to answer the question um i feel like the system It's the system, it's the political system that makes people feel like they don't have the power that they have. Um, And that's like, because of the jargon that's used, that's because of how complicated the system is. And that's because how sometimes the system is presented in such a, um, almost like some politics is is in a dare manner. It's like, politics is so bad right now. Look what's going on. And I'm I'm a person, I'm very optimistic. So I try not to look at what's like the bad things that's going on. I try to think to myself, like, look at the Biden-Obama romance. Um, rather than looking at, oh, um, Biden said this, Obama said this, and it's almost like um, ignorance is bliss type of thing. But I feel like sometimes we need to do that, otherwise, like you're saying, we're going to get political fatigue and get tired eventually of oh my days, not this again,
0: oh my days, not this. And I think you need to
3: start to accept certain things. Um, not, not, okay, so not, ex- I don't know to I'm trying to distinct the two things, but, you what know. Is
0: accept the things you cannot change and change the things you cannot accept.
3: That, but like, in a way that as much as we need to accept that some politicians are, quote-unquote, have done bad things or are bad, at the same time, we can't, like, we can't allow them to do it. I think it's accept and allow. So we can accept it, but maybe not allow it. Or we shouldn't allow it. I should probably put it. Okay. Yeah.
0: I feel like we have so many comments in terms of political questions, James, and we I think we could be here with people asking you questions, but I want to ask you what does the future hold for you and where would you like to be in the next five to 10 years? Because I know some of the big stuff you're working on and you said to me specifically you want to speak about it. So I'd like to give you that opportunity.
3: Really everything. Um, but um, five years, possibly graduated, possibly I'm looking to, possibly be a postgraduate. Um, hopefully in the Americas of some sort. I, I, I don't know. But um, Definitely like further education because I'm, I'm loving the course I'm studying. Um, I love learning about politics. Um, it'd be nice to like study international policy. It'd be nice to study um, even a language as well because I know a friend that she did the course I'm doing at Cambridge. Went to study um, international policy and a language at um, Harvard. Um, and I, I think stuff like that's interesting. So like doing some sort of postgraduate, can be scholarship stuff like that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's impeccable. Um, so some sort of further studying for a bit um, and maybe focus on some of the ventures I have personally. Um, that's how much, how much I build in them because I believe in them. Um, if they're doing exceptionally well or not, that's questionable. Um, if not, kind of just like enter the world of banking, enter the world of finance, um, see how far I get there. But eventually, after the five years, like the five years of basically, basically kind of figuring out what do I want to do for the next 20 years or 30 years, after that, it would be a thing where I want to enter social policy definitely. And just, I enjoy, it. I think a lot of people ask me like, why do you want to enter social policy what do you want to change what's your um like what's your big thing and i think it's just i, I just enjoy it like like i said before, i don't think i've said anything that's like been you know, polarizing i don't think i've said anything that's been like james believes in this or james is the big advocate for, for this i just enjoy it um it's almost it's just like someone enjoys playing fifa or someone enjoys watching netflix um for me it's politics and for me it's like watching debates um watching politicians grow um watching politicians make mistakes uh, watching politicians get cancelled. Uh, I feel like I'm learning craft. Um, so five years for me, I'll be 23. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, just about to enter either my own venture or my own business, like fully taking that full-time on. Or if that's not entirely working out, possibly entering investment banking or something.
0: Okay. And where do you see the future for politics at the moment? I, I know you said you're an optimistic person. Do you generally, in your heart, feel positive about the future for politics? Um, so I'm
3: no prophet. So I would never know what the future of politics is like. Um, but I think for so the future policy, I think it's cyclical. Um, okay. I think if you really, if you really, 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 really study history, um, and I'm doing a bit of history because obviously my course is a bit of history. You, know? you just, like, there's just so much patterns. It's just like this is happening again. Um, and it happens in different ways and it happens on different scales, I should say. Um, even Marx, I think that's why Marx, Marx, as much as people don't like communism, some of the things he says are, you can't argue with them, you can't deny them. Um, I'm not a communist by the way. Um, but some of the concepts and principles he talks about in terms of the people, the state, the revolt, class, bourgeoisie, if you, read the, if you read the communist manifesto, you understand. Um, some of these things are repetitive and you always see and why what, like we study this and you you study when you continue, to you, you study this like you, you always study like this will happen in history and this is the contemporary and it's like are you not seeing that this is like a pattern a reoccurring thing it's just that like one day it's just going to go poof, and that's it end of the world and Jesus is gonna yeah come. well I believe I Jesus is going to come um, so it's a thing where it's like for the future of politics I think it's just, cyclical I think we're just, just going to keep going through the world. Um going to be good times where everyone's like woo first black vice president. It's going to be the bad <laughs> Oh, no, we have another Trump here again. Um, there's going to be times where it's like, you know, everyone, I mean, I'm I'm not even a big hater of Trump if I'm really honest. Um, controversial. But yeah, um, a lot of people have like different views, different outlets of what the future of policy is going to be like. For me personally, I feel like it's just going to keep going in the same cycle. Um, and I feel like, well, question human nature, I like it um and i feel like do you, do you
0: do you want do you want to do you want to answer it really quickly
3: yeah james is going to be the first black chancellor
0: <laughs> i do know and my finance my finance is great but it's
3: not that great trust me um, <laughs> what politics and human nature? look I, i'll be honest i could talk about this for like three hours politics and human nature because it's actually something i do speak about like and i spoke about it i spoke about it i spoke about the cambridge union and you can see on youtube um if you type of my name i spoke about the cambridge union last week, and I spoke a about lot about race and human nature. Um, so one of the concepts I gave was you no know, love. Like Love for me is different to what love is for you. And I think that's, what, that's, what,
0: that's
3: that's been the biggest problem with race. It's like people have different solutions for race. And I think that's been the biggest problem. It's a perpetual problem. I feel like as much as I believe in like, a racial harmony at some point, that—that that is a different type of utopia that I have. And it's a an utopia that I feel like, it will only come about when people start to actually have like proper, 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 proper compromise and inherited conversations in, in their embedded beliefs of what they're taught from at birth and that's for different types of individuals to have. Um I and mean, since you said that patterns in history, yeah. Yeah. And I think also if you if you read the Bible, I think if you read if you read the Bible like and you understand the Bible as well, these patterns again, it's almost like the Bible's in a prophetic book and these stuff you just like for me I just I sit down and smile because it's just like it for me anyway, it makes it makes sense sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. Um, and it makes sense because you just see it, oh, here we go again, here we go again, here we go again. And that's how that's how politics is. And I think if you look at politics like that, it becomes quite it becomes less um emotionally draining. For a lot of people politics is emotionally draining and it becomes much more enjoyable and it becomes much more of a um the Bible's political. Is that what I'm saying? I don't know. Um it becomes less political draining and it becomes um more um enjoyable. Yeah. Um do you have any goals regarding your faith? I, I don't
0: even want to say that again
3: this. But um, regarding
0: my faith, <laughs> I feel like you're being asked certain questions and you're shying away from them as hard as you can.
3: Yeah, no no no, that- I get questions a lot and I I I shy away from them because I'm still I'm still in the place. I still got this years. So I'm still in the face of like self-discovery. Not my faith, definitely not. No, no, Like in terms of my faith or anything. Um, but self-discovery in terms of my politics. Um, and it's funny because like I read comments and just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh and I kind of just go, ooh, all along. Um, do you have any goals regarding your personal faith? Um, I'm not gonna allow outline them because I don't think it's. I don't. For me personally, it's not right to be like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to like some a Christian will come on here. To save 100,000 souls, um, careful speaker, yes, I am. Uh, I'm very cautious. What I see, so I'm a
0: politician already, James. You answer no, certain I, questions and don't I, address yeah, others.
3: Yeah, I could say something that could get me cancelled in the next two, three days. I'm very but careful.
0: Listen, do you know what it is with like when people jump on my you know podcast? I say to people, You're not going to get cancelled by me if people get triggered outside of it, that's their issue. They need to walk around with a big red button, evidently. I feel like you should come here and know you can say whatever you want and not have to live in fear of cancel culture. Obviously, that's easier. But I, I feel like you're a politician in the making with your certain diversions and the, 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 like the questions you're answering, the questions you're not. Like, I feel like when you're answering when questions, you're, you're a bit like, whoa, matrix. I feel like you're moving <laughs> left, right, up, down, horizontal, <laughs> vertical. Uh, I, I feel like I've noticed it. But maybe it's because of what you're studying or... As someone said, you're a careful speaker, man. You're prepared for a political career, as Atheon said. When
3: I was on show, and he was asking me some difficult questions. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, some of the questions, because you know the thing with questions is, you don't actually, like, I, I'm a very, like, prepared person. So usually when I, <laughs> I'm usually, like, I have some sort of answers I want to give. And I'm, I have no idea what some of the questions are just, like, like, I've never even thought of it, like, the personality core call, call one. I've never thought of personality call. like, what's that, like? It's never been. A ma- it's never. I never thought of it before. Uh, so when someone asks me that, I just like, oh. Um, but but I
0: think it's good in some senses that you're admitting that you don't know everything. You're still on your journey of self-discovery, and I think people forget. Like you're 18. Yeah, that's. What, I'm. I'm just a little kid. I, people just... forget. Like like I'm 26, and I think if I knew the things that you knew at your age, I'd be a very different individual. I had to learn and go through university to learn certain things. Do you know what I mean? And I think you're going to go on a journey where you're going to be like, your, your views are always going to be challenged. As long as you don't live in an echo chamber and you climb out of the rabbit hole that you may or may not be in, you're always going to learn something different. You're going to have something that's going to come against your view. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely I, feel yes. like, I feel like you're reading some of the questions and you, like, like you're waiting.
3: My, head's on, my head is shaking. The um, <laughs> so concept of faith and politics should go hand in hand. Do you have any um, goals regarding your faith? So I, I think I answered that. I think I did. Um, I think I did. Connect, you connect-
0: know what? Well, James, like, you and I already agreed we're going to do a part two anyway. And I feel like... You agree on that. You- Yeah, like Yeah, listen, like, we agreed on it. We agreed on that already, man. <laughs> We spoke about like listen, you can't run now. I feel like I, I must be like the Black Piers Morgan because Matt Hancock wants to avoid me on Good Morning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, Matt, That's no. How I'm feeling now. no, Matt.
3: No, Matt Hancock. If he's watching me or if he ever watches me, like nah, he, he needs, mate. You need to be better, man. I've, I've watched, i the interviews and I've laughed. Like the one he was being asked about black people in the cabinet, and I was like a classic politician, politics. Absolutely. Uh, um, and then the one with John Snow as well on Channel Four when he answered as well. Um. And it just no, kind of just got angry. It was like, the poli- parliament's in shambles. Like, that was his response. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, questions are hard. Um, they're hard to answer. I feel Especially...
0: like the amount of questions you're getting, though, are for a very specific reason. It feels like if we do a part two, I might have to put up a questions box. And then we just ask all the questions that everybody has and leave it for a while. Because you're getting a lot of questions that, are, that you can't address in the short amount of time that we have. Ex- exactly
3: i think that's because i can say something so okay, let me give you
0: like a clear example i was on
3: um I, i'm sorry i actually do a podcast myself um um uh, it's gonna it's gonna launch i'm doing a podcast with a few friends and stuff um and on on the podcast i said um i've never faced racism hmm.
0: everyone got angry yeah that is a wild statement for some people yes.
3: whoa <laughs> So then this, it was like, and, I was, and also I've said stuff, stuff on like, um, so guys, do you believe in black for privilege? Everyone got angry. It was like, everybody literally just like was like, uproar, complete uproar. Um, and it's the reason why I don't make blunt statements
0: anymore. Because um, I don't want to say it because like, you're afraid of being cancelled? Is that why though?
3: I don't think it's a bit of being cancelled. Because look, you never, I don't think, even if I come to a politician, I will never use Twitter. Like, I'll, I just wouldn't use Twitter. And even if I do, be someone managing for me. And if someone manages me, I'll, I'll try to stay away from Twitter because I think Twitter is a place whereby you would get yourself in confidence. I don't know how Donald Trump does it. Like he...
0: Twitter Twitter's the Wild West of the worst parts of the world. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, if, if people read Twitter every single day, you will genuinely believe that humans are not as good as people would like to think they are.
3: Yeah, and I'm an optimist. So it wouldn't be good for me.
0: No, yeah, Twitter's a very negative and a very dark place. But look, I've got to ask you a final question. What do you want people to take away from the conversation we've been able to have in a short amount of time?
3: Nice, nice. I like that. I think first thing would be watch my Instagram debates. They're interesting. Get involved. <laughs> Get involved. Because <laughs> I know a lot of you are watching and just like, oh, I want to say something. Um, that would be my first thing my second thing would be get involved in politics um yeah. well, the ways to do that joining instagram Lives, getting yourself on twitter looking at some of the um, the big kind of politicians out there what they're doing um emailing your mps seeing what like the social campaigns in your area um <laughs> looking at area uh, what they're doing just in this politi- 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 um I think, I think the third thing would be is don't feel pressure to get involved in politics do what you enjoy um but I urge you to get involved in politics. I'm not forcing you. it's not a command. I'm not an uh authoritarian leader or dictator so yeah. <laughs> um, James
0: man. man listen I'm going I need more than an hour to dig out the real answers out of you because I feel like I've been softer on you today simply because it's my first podcast back and because I don't want to as I said I don't want you to be like the Matt Hancock of good morning where you vow not to come back on for 200 days. You know what I mean? But I generally have enjoyed the conversation I've had with you, and I think just by the responses you've had with people, people are, are willing to have a conversation with you, and you're more than willing to have a conversation with me, so I'm thankful for that. And I, I see your debates regularly, and I think some of the comments you get from people are a bit wild. Do you know what I mean? So, I, um... like, like, I, but I appreciate... What you do and the debates you try to encourage, and the conversation you try to spark, James. I gotta say a big thank you, man.
3: No, thank you to you. I think I think we should close you off here, um, otherwise, because I'm still, still... <laughs> <laughs> the questions are still coming. Like I've never actually I've done a live where questions have been coming, but this is like political questions. And like I'm literally in the hot seat. Like, I feel like I'm in the hot seat right now. That's well, like,
0: cool. Listen, you are in the hot seat, and when we do a part two, you like listen. Yeah, you, you have to come ready. I don't
3: know I don't, what, what research am I researching like where do I start listen
0: research sometimes you've got to have a good general knowledge when it comes to you know politics nowadays 100%
3: like for example the other day I was, t- I was telling my friend
0: I, I, I won't like you have to start <laughs> but, like,
3: you have to tell me more about Israel and Palestine because I feel like I've, I've just been looking at this the debate I've been scratching my head for like the last five years and it's like, yeah. I, need, like I need to see where I stand on that maybe not stand but maybe just like, see I don't want to get involved in that as well, but I just want to know. Because, for example, I post on my matriculation in Cambridge, I posted my um, matriculation, and on the, the last picture, is actually with the master of my college, um, Lord Smith springsby he's, he's, he's in the House of Lords, a big guy, and it was, it was an amazing picture. And I'm, I'm actually honored to have the like, a picture there's a, there's a There's a person at the end of the picture on the left, if you go on, he's on my on Instagram, and he's um, he's the proctor for Cambridge, oh, for my college in, in Cambridge. And um, someone, what he's wearing—it was like a headscarf. Like what he's wearing is, um, is from Dubai, or oh, and and it's, it means he has solidarity for Palestine. It means that he's pro-Palestine. Um, Palestine. And I was just like, wait, I just took the picture. I—I'm I, not pro-Palestine. I don't—I like, I don't know. I don't know. So, it's like you do things as well. You say things, and you don't realize like the implication that is happening. It's, happened. it's but true. When I posted the Remembrance Day, then everyone was like, James, do you know the Western imperialism history that? remember it has I'm just like, I mean, I kind of knew it, but I didn't know it was like that serious with people. So that's why I also see. And, and one thing, these type of things happens, it just makes you feel like you don't want to be, you don't want um, to provoke people. Because I feel like I can easily, I can easily speak, say some things, and like some people feel provoked, some people feel angry. Not everybody, some people. Because James, those.
0: man, listen, you have to hang around with me more often because you, I think you know from meeting me, I'm not afraid to trigger people, get I them know, upset. I, Get them why, angry. Why you know, did you
3: talk after the conversation um, with Mike uh, back, Boris? I remember, I remember, I remember the stuff you said. I remember the things you said about tossing masculinity. Mm. Like it was, it was raw, it was raw. Um, yeah,
0: man. L- listen, I have to shut down the conversation because we've yeah. gone past an hour, and people are still here. You know, the numbers have gone up. You people are doing the most today.
3: It went, it went from like four to like twenty three.
0: Yeah, like to twenty one. Like it's mad. Like, I'm actually really surprised. But James. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sort out part two. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say to everyone now, when we do a part two, I've got to ask you three questions on very specific topics. I'm going to give you the time to research it. Go away. But I need your raw and authentic views. No, poli- no political answers.
3: <laughs> this is political
0: execution. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, not at all. Listen, your, this is not political suicide. Your career will thrive after this. You will rebirth like Lazarus. Amen Listen, you're a rebirth like Lazarus, man (laughs) (laughs) jeffrey has been trolling me the whole time, you know
3: i his arms
0: (laughs) Listen, James, we'll chat, man I'll send you a message, man I want to say thank you To everyone that's locked into this live, man
3: Um, Yeah, um, if I wasted your time, I'm so sorry But yeah, God bless (laughs)
0: Listen, listen, you haven't wasted my time Like, I've genuinely enjoyed this conversation (laughs) I'm genuinely enjoying it, man. Honestly, honestly, so much, man. We'll chat. Thank you. See you in a bit.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-buttershrimp scampi. Mm. hello?
1: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com
2: I
0: hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow, and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing that is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.